0: I'm so sorry. I've seen death all around me. I know it's difficult for you. None of this is real anyway.
1: It can't be real. What if it is? Goodbye, Evelyn. Stay. I've been having these visions about death, about things few in this world are meant to see. This town seems to have a consciousness of its own. It does bad things and then buries its
0: secrets. I can get him to talk to me.
1: We really need
0: to find a body.
1: I know what you are.
0: great and you shall not perish, but you will be a shadow in this world. These are not
1: hallucinations. You have a gift. You are not alone. Let me show you.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Skip the Lou. Today, I am joined by the very talented Danny Villanova. Villanova. Ah, did I botch it?
1: Villanueva.
0: See, it just sounds better when you say it. So I well, think- I've,
1: I've had to say it uh, a lot more than you, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm and- terrible with names. I'm so sorry. I apologize in advance.
1: <laughs> and to be proper, it's Villanueva. But I, I didn't want to lay that all on you this early. I know it's it's a little difficult.
0: Yeah, I don't think I would have got that ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's okay. Um, if it makes you feel any better, my name's Lacey. But people, um, I've had one person um, say, it looked like my name was spelled lackey. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I was like, no, Lacey's a word in the dictionary, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so if that made you feel any better, hopefully.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> um, so uh Danny, you um have been doing you have your own production company, How Bizarre. Uh, how did that come about?
1: Yeah, so in 2012, I was just getting out of film school and YouTube was like really hot. Everyone was uh all the filmmakers are kind of like flocking there to experiment with things and i was just starting out and i think that's such a great place to begin because you can have access to the world and get like instant feedback and be able to share what you create so quickly so i started off with that how bizarre pictures originated as a, a youtube channel And I experimented with short films, mini documentaries, and uh, animations that were all themed around the horror genre. And in 2017, I decided that I should take on a feature. I felt confident and I thought, you know what, I need to really do something, take this to the next level, try to make this a career career. Um, and that's that was the way to go there really isn't a market for short films um, but uh, you know feature length films is is was the next step for me and that's when I decided to take on that project and we're talking about I dream of a cycle pump so that's my debut feature length film that's awesome Um, I
0: thought the title of your film was like so fascinating and I was like what is a psychopomp so I was really excited at the beginning of the film when it had the definition (laughs) laid out for me how did that come about uh for the title or even just the usage of that word
1: yeah so well I, I guess it all started when I started to um conceptualize the film I always loved and was fascinated by the image of the grim reaper and Uh, When when I started to think about how I can write something that feels grounded uh, around this kind of a character, um, I started to do research and figure out, you know, a way to approach it. And then I discovered that psychopomps were uh, a a big thing in, in all around the world and throughout history and so many different cultures. And what they are are soul guides. They help transition spirits that are stuck on earth into the afterlife so once I uh, started to delve into that I learned about shamanism and shamans even in present day they practice psychopomping they go into this meditative state where they find earthbound spirits they have conversations with them and help them come to terms with death and I thought you know that's a great way to ground it And I started to think about stories, different stories with different kinds of psychopomps kind of um, that use this kind of this way to communicate with spirits. So in in a film we have psychic medium, and then we have this kind of shaman like cloaked grim reaper figure. And I kind of blend all the things that I, that I love um, when, going across all this research, it kind of like, it's not just one specific culture or or religion's version of this. I kind of just create my own. um, And yeah, that's, that's how it came about.
0: Yeah. No, that's really fascinating. Something that, um, gravitated uh, me to watch the film was you know the synopsis and I actually had no idea that it was going to be like an anthology which it's so freaking cool how it's done and I just have to applaud you on you know the cinematography there's so many dope shots in this Um, how long did it take to film
1: thank you yeah and this was an unusual process so we started shooting in 2017 and we finished in 2020 uh, oh, wow. Because I was working on such a micro-budget film, I, I took advantage of that, uh, and I separated the, the shorts into uh, different periods of time. So I would shoot one, uh, and I would wrap the cast for that specific segment. I wouldn't need to worry about down the road if they're going to grow up or if they're going to cut their hair off, yeah. um, because th- their the scenes are done and then I would go broke and then I would, I would raise funds to like shoot in the next portion and it, it went on like that but I always had like that the entire vision of it all coming together all having the same uh, dramatic tone and the same feel um, in in the end so eventually I got it finished and yeah that's now we're here and it's gonna be released so it's exciting
0: yeah um it's really honestly visually stunning there's just like this one scene that like sticks out in my mind which I'm sure you might already have like an inclination of what that is but it's um the school dance like that whole segment um of them in the hallway when the kids are um it like almost goes to like slow it slows down time and just it seems such like authentic reaction to when the papers are flying and like I don't want to like ruin the scene but then they go to the dance and um it's it's almost like poetry like the movement of it all um was that like an idea that you had visualized that um you just knew that you had to get on film or was that something that came about during the the filmmaking
1: during yeah, um, that came in the writing i knew that i had to approach it in that way um it's dealing with such serious subject matter um and i you know working in a genre film we typically treat death as an an entertaining way you know it's over the top it's for fun but when you're talking about such a a strong subject matter um and i i I don't think this is a spoiler uh but it basically deals with a school tragedy and if you're uh, read any kind of news in our in our day today you kind of have an idea of of what um happens and I know I didn't want to uh, show a lot I didn't want it to become distasteful right so my intention was just to focus on this girl's trauma and just what she sort of this this fantasy of this missed opportunity that she had and that was stolen from her. And she kind of gets to live that out in this dream and spirit world. Um, so it had to be like that. It had to be dreamy and it yeah. had to uh, all exist in her, her head and how she would see this perfect night to, um, uh, it's like a farewell and just like last um last moment she has with her friends
0: yeah i honestly when i was watching it like i was so moved by it it was really honestly beautifully done i think it's gonna be like at least in my top five favorite shots of a film all year
1: oh wow thank you yeah yeah
0: yeah, Yeah. like i the way you captured the movement in it and you know it and it's like a halloweeny kind of feel as well so like leading into going into the holiday like it's a perfect uh, you know, fall setup watch as well, but like her movement and, you know, the guy when he's like dunking his head and it just, I don't know, there was just this essence about it and I, I just felt so moved by that whole segment. Um, I like took me back to places that I wasn't expecting to go in my head. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm happy you, you felt that way and it worked uh, for you. Yeah, our our cast and crew were so talented and without them it won't be what it is and it all just came together so perfectly it was like truly magic that was happening and like a stroke of luck to to get it to be what it is
0: yeah like going into it um you know I I think I'm kind of fascinated with like the afterlife right now as well um I've had um you know, my grandma just recently passed away and I just lost my dog as well. So I, oh, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I had her for 13 and a half years, but she was a good baby. Um, so like, I, it just makes me think like, uh, you know, when you have like two big tragedies like that, like what, what happens after, are they still with us? Do they move on? Is there nothing? So this film really, you know, it, it really had me digging deep into, you know, what I thought, like, um, are there spirits still here? Do you believe in ghosts? Like, it's probably, you probably get asked that a lot.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and most people assume that I 100% do because of this, but in all honesty, I'm I'm a skeptic. Like, I do really, really want to believe that ghosts exist, but I'm the type of person that needs some kind of proof, something that, um, like, based in science that I can, like, grasp onto, and I, I obviously did when I was a child, you know, that Line between reality and fantasy is a little blurred when you're younger, and then once I like started to not believe in like to take like a, a scientific perspective from it, or at least um, think that it, it's more likely that what we're believing is is untrue. It was a heart heartbreaking for me. It was like Santa Claus wasn't real anymore and for so long since then, I've been just trying to convince myself that, you know, there is a possibility. We don't know. We're still discovering so much every day. This universe is just so big and so strange, Um, so I, I like, really cling on to that, and I think that's why I'm drawn to uh, telling these fictional stories about ghosts. Um, It just, it's, like, means so much to me, and yeah, I've recently de- dealt with the loss of my mother, and oh, sorry. that's something that I I think about. I wonder, like, is she? Can she hear me? Is she watching? You know. So, yeah, I I just I'm like open minded to it, but I need something, you know, that I don't have to con- to be so sure of that.
0: Yeah, there. Um, have you ever seen the movie We Go On?
1: No, I have not.
0: Um I definitely um recommend that. Um it it's exactly like what we're talking about right now of uh, a skeptic who's searching for proof and um a bunch of things happen along the way. Definitely look into it. I think you would dig it.
1: Uh, I just wrote it down in my notes on my <laughs> phone so
0: yeah, we go Welcome on, it. Um, Andy Mitten um, is one of the directors on that. Um, it's it's great. And it also has like a little Smallville reunion too. So um, <laughs> I don't know if you watched that cool. not, but
1: it,
0: It's a fun <laughs> little movie, but yeah. Um, yeah, I was curious if, and because there's so many different stories in this, if any of them you drew real life inspiration from.
1: Um, Nothing like based on true events but like little bits of stuff i've lived stuff i've read about heard about um find their way into those stories yeah um but yeah nothing directly that was based on reality
0: do you have any like fun behind the scenes or bloopers or anything creepy happen on set while filming
1: um okay yeah i mean there's a couple fun stories we filmed the vampire segment in this old abandoned theater which is currently being restored but bella lugosi had performed there many years ago this is in kenosha wisconsin it's the old kenosha theater and during filming uh it was like a quiet scene and then suddenly there's bats like swooping down from the rafters uh flying through the set and it, I don't know it just added so much to the atmosphere
0: yeah
1: we they didn't make it into the film but that would have been nice
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like what are the odds of that happening
1: though yeah it was strange and then uh, to me (laughs) yeah uh one funny story uh we were filming at the cemetery we chose a an old historic cemetery with very old gravestones we, and we chose this portion of the cemetery that uh, was not like so old that we believe that you know there isn't ancestors regularly visiting um, these sites so as we were filming a car like drove up so close to us and then this family got out with flowers and they started walking towards us and I'm like in full panic mode I'm like by some coincidence this gravestone that we're filming at is their loved one like how disrespectful and how uh just embarrassing it would be and they were kept getting closer and closer just walking straight towards us and i'm like about to start crying (laughs) but then they just pass us up and they go to a different side of of the cemetery so that was scary to me and i was sure that this gravestone was old enough that you know the chances would be so so slim and obviously i had to do a lot of vfx work to erase names and you know just be be as respectful as can be
0: yeah um i'm sure that um added a lot element to the uh ambience of the film and filming um and you, this, Absolutely. this is your first feature, um, as you said, so um, I would be freaking out as well.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: I want to ask you about like the the costume uh, or the makeup choice for, um, you know, the spirit guide or Grim Reaper or whatever you want to call him, um, the Psycho Pomp, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, how would you, how did you come up with the makeup for him?
1: So I I just drew from different inspirations. I started off with, I I knew that I wanted him to to be in a cloak uh, to kind of get that Grim Reaper feel. And then when it came to the makeup, I looked at a lot of shaman's makeup and how they painted their faces and then ultimately decided on a a look. Um, But yeah, I kind of just wanted to grab little bits of different kinds of, cultures of psychopomps to kind of add in he's his cloak has um these like lines that are that are uh, of feathers which are supposed to be owl owl feathers um, owls are known to be um guides as well they merge with psychopomp figures and help them to transition spirits
0: that's really cool um that makes me think um I just watched a documentary on HBO uh the or it wasn't a documentary but um it's based off of a documentary uh The Staircase have you heard of The Owl yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) well I know I I watched the documentary many years ago I haven't watched the uh narrative series based off of it yet
0: yeah Tony Collette's in it and they have this owl and it is like one of the most intense like creepy moments bloody that i yeah. So I was I, I was never afraid of owls until I watched that scene. Oh. So uh oh, wow. definitely like it's it's a cra she's Tony Collette's crazy good, but yeah. So whenever I hear owl now that's what I think of. Sorry, my brain goes from here to there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, the same way.
0: um what would you say um was the most challenging and most rewarding part of filming
1: I think the most challenging was uh learning how to communicate with cast and crew I all my previous shorts were like one man band type of situations I would do most of the jobs myself I'd have my friends and family just helping out this time around I had hired professional crew who had much more technical knowledge and understanding of filmmaking uh, in terms of like the lingo and, and just how, how to communicate with each other. And so I felt like that was a little bit difficult at first to get them to try to understand me, you know, understand what I'm looking for and, kind of just get get into a flow that would help um move things along quickly uh it was probably it took me I think a couple days maybe well the first day was like a a little rough but then I I quickly caught on to things and everything went smoothly after and everyone was happy um I didn't stress anyone out too much but (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I mean, I I just learned so much along this journey. And then the most rewarding, I would say, is sitting in a cinema at the premiere. We were at the Music Box Theater in Chicago, this uh, historic, beloved theater, and having all the cast and crew in attendance and just seeing it for the first time, getting reactions from people, feeling the energy of the room and just remembering remembering like the beginning of why I started writing it and what I felt when I first started writing it because all of that gets lost during the process you're sitting in the editing room watching it over and over and you start to like lose sight of, of what it is you know you get sick of seeing it and you just you're so caught up in the details and the minutia of every technical aspect that you forget about the whole and how it all comes together so that was a, a very special moment I teared up like when the credits started rolling and it just felt really good you know it's like yes this is what I was thinking you know this is why I set out to go on this crazy journey and dedicate years of my life.
0: I love that. Like I feel moved just by hearing you speak. So, um, I just have um a couple more questions here for you. Um, I recommended you a movie, but I do ask all of my guests to recommend me one as well. It can be horror. It can be a comedy. It can be anything, something that inspires you. Just recommend me and my listeners a movie.
1: Okay, so this one is a Spanish film called Spirit of the Beehive. And it does have horror elements, but it's a a drama. It was made in the 70s by a director named Victor Enrique. And he had only made a couple films in his life. But this is about a a young girl who sees frankenstein the classic universal film uh they had this this um guy would tour this was this is how it would it would happen back then they would drive around a truck around to small towns and set up the projector and and show films to people who didn't have a, a cinema in their town and they showed uh frankenstein and this girl just became fascinated and she it shows her journey into trying to understand this part of the movie and about what Frankenstein is. It's just a beautiful film. Uh, highly re- recommend it.
0: Spirit of the Beehive?
1: Yes. It's a Spanish film.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to seek that out. Um, I, I, I've i never even heard of it. So I love when somebody recommends me something that I haven't heard of Um you know, so much like people recommend The Exorcist a lot, so, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so I I love talking to filmmakers because they always recommend something that, you know, touched them, and I, it it makes me feel connected to my guests, (laughs) Um, so I love that. Um, My last question that I have for you is um, where can the listeners um, find you on social media to see what you're up to, what's coming out, um, and do you have any other upcoming projects that you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on pretty much all the social medias. Just look up my name, Danny Villanueva Jr. And then also I have my How Bizarre Pictures social medias. And then for the film, I Dream of a Psychopomp. I also have pages for that. Uh, the film is released this Friday on the Terror Films channel and then it goes on to digital and VOD platforms the following Friday, which is the 19th. And right now I am in pre-production for my next feature film and it's titled what happened to Dorothy bell. We're currently just launched a crowdfunder, So we're hoping to get support from uh, f- film lovers and, and friends and, and all that. So yeah, it's, it's moving along. Well, this one, I'm, aiming more to be scary like my last film that it was more about the drama and the real life uh, situations that the characters deal with this one is a its intention is to just freak people out so it's a lot more fun it's more popcorn um so yeah that's (laughs) that's what's going on
0: I love that. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Um, I hope you come back to talk about that when that gets released. Um, I'm definitely intrigued.
1: Yes, of course. Thanks, Lacey. It was, it was I appreciate the conversation. It was very nice.
0: Yeah. Um, congratulations on a truly beautiful film. I can't wait for the masses to see it.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.